Praise the Lord. He may be seated. Smile at somebody. Pastor Judy, why don't you come up here? Come on. Cuomo, come up hither. No. I got one up here if you need. Maybe the preacher will come on you. Well, that's okay, right? Hallelujah. Well, I just found out that this coming Friday we're going to celebrate our 44th wedding anniversary. Amen. Yeah, I just, Pastor Judy just told me. Okay. <laughs> Come on, how many of you guys, uh, you know, you think after that many years you wouldn't forget? But uh, I've had to remind her because she wants to have a meeting here and a meeting there. I said, no, Friday night is, we're going to do something, okay? <laughs> 44 years. Hallelujah. And... Uh, that means that we, we, yeah, hard work. We started the church 40 years ago, so we were just newly married, basically, when we just jumped right into ministry. How exciting is that? We didn't know what we were doing. Amen. <laughs> it is, if you put it on. I married into ministry. He knew what it was, but I didn't have a clue. Right? Yeah, but I was, you know. You were smitten. <laughs> I had to cast the devil out of her a few times. But. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God had to work on that. Bring me from California, bring her from Massachusetts, and we meet in Arizona, right? Only God can do that. And yeah, and brought us back here. And uh, Donna still says it's a miracle. Because we're just two opposites, seriously. Uh, amen. But praise God. There's something else happening this weekend and uh, coming weekend. And Bob, come on up here. Faith in Pistons. I want to I go to this show definitely. Are you going to have any GTOs there? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, we'll be there. Amen. Tell us what's going to happen. So we're celebrating 10 years of Faith and Pistons. Hey, man. Awesome. I, lo I love that I, I come to a church that helps support this and all about it. We've given away 30-plus cars, minted dozens and dozens of kids, and it's been a, I get to do this, so it's a blessing. Uh, he mentioned his anniversary. My, the car show is August 5th, which also happens to be my anniversary, so I'm a little <laughs> bit... <laughs> So, I love you. She's very tolerant. So <laughs> August 5th, the commercial club, next Saturday, 10 to 2, we're having a car show. We printed out new T-shirts to celebrate our 10-year anniversary. They're being printed as we speak. This afternoon, I'm finishing up welding up a bunch of trophies for it. Please come out, support us. If you have anybody in your life who has an old car who may not come to church but would come to a car show, this is a great way to get to them. Um, Please come out, support, buy a t-shirt, and come hang out with us. 10 to 2, commercial club. There's room for like 1,000 cars, people. I've handed out 1,500 flyers and posted posters, but if you have people who want to come, please. I do have a couple of the um, flyers, if you have people uh, who would be interested. Thank you. Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Can I keep one on the, up here on the pulpit, okay? Hallelujah. All right. How many of you like old muscle cars? I, I understand they're going to stop making the Dodge Charger. 
We're going to go electric. <sighs> like driving a vacuum cleaner. I'm going to go there. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So uh, don't forget that. In fact, I'm going to take a picture of this, so I'll make sure that I will know where it is next Saturday. And the weather will be good in Jesus' name. Right? Amen. How many of you had some uh, fun times last night? Huh? That storm blowing through. Uh, Quite interesting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm beginning a new series today on navigating peace in turbulent times. And uh, actually the song, It Is Well With My Soul, actually went real well. Uh, How many of you are glad we have the whole worship team back? Come on, give them a hand. (laughs) Amen. We made it the last couple weeks, but it's good to have everybody back. Hallelujah. But navigating peace in turbulent times, and it's funny, last night before the alert came on about tornadoes and stuff like this, uh, I was actually going over my notes and uh, reading this portion of scripture. Why don't you put that up in Matthew chapter 8? I like Matthew chapter 8 because uh, it's when the leper came and and, and Jesus said, I will heal you. You know, it's my will to heal you. He heals uh, Peter's mother-in-law. Uh, many come to him, and the Bible says he's healed them all, for it is written, amen, that he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains, and so on and so forth. And so uh, it's, it's an awesome chapter. But at the end of, uh, towards the end, they decide, Jesus decides to cross the, the lake there, and uh, actually... <clears throat> In uh, verse 23, it says, After he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly, behold, there arose a violent storm. And I was reading this right when my phone did the alert, go down into the basement. And Pastor Judy is trying to figure out how we're going to get Donna down in the basement. Well, let's roll her down, you know, big deal. And I said... I'm just reading this, and I ain't going to no basement. I'm not in Kansas. I'm not in Tornado Alley. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> We're not doing the Wizard of Oz thing around here. So, you know, I go into our big plate glass window, which they told you not to, and I said, Storm, you're going to leave Brockton and go out to the ocean. And it wasn't just... Just a few minutes that, you know, we had the radio, uh, the TV on, <coughs> local station, and they said, ah, the tornado warnings moved out of the Brockton area, so, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Peace. Glory to God. So it says here, suddenly, behold, there arose a violent storm on the sea, so that the boat was uh, being covered up by the waves. Can you imagine that being in a boat and the, and the waves were splashing over it? And then they went and awakened him, saying, Lord, rescue us, preserve, all, uh, pre- preserve us, for we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you timid and afraid? O oh, you of little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great and wonderful calm And I like the Amplified, it says, a perfect peaceableness, amen. Perfect peace. 
Say perfect peace. peace. Hallelujah. The men were stunned with bewildered wonder and marveled, saying, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you know that we have Jesus inside of us? And the wind and the sea have to obey us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's given us authority over all the power of darkness, and nothing shall by any means harm us. Hallelujah. So we need to learn that we can take authority over the weather and things like that. We need the rain, but we don't need trees falling. We don't need all of this going on and just uh, a mess. And and the body of Christ has got to raise up and, and take our authority. Amen? Hallelujah. But, you know, peace, the peace of God. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. So, uh, navigating peace in turbulent times. I want us to turn to John chapter 16 and verse 33. All right? We're going to read out the Passion Translation. It says there, and everything I've taught you, and this is Jesus speaking, everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me Now think about that. We just read where Jesus was asleep in the midst of a terrifying storm. Hallelujah. When things get tough, we just need to take a nap. Come on now. Oh, you know, just pressure is on. All hell's breaking out in our family. All come, you know, everything's, you know, busting loose. Let's take a nap. That's what Jesus did. Yeah, let the wind blow, you know, let the tornado warnings come, just whatever. I heard a, a, a testimony, somebody, I don't know which, which minister of the gospel was sharing this, but there was a, a lady in, uh, in, in England when the uh, Germans were, were bombing, you know, had that uh, just blitzed and and we're bombing, you know, almost every day, several times a day, just whatever. And, uh, you know, the sirens went off. They'd run to their, their bomb shelters or whatever in England. It was a terrible time in World War II, the beginning of the war there. And so uh, this lady, this, this older lady that knew Jesus, she decided that she wasn't going to go to the bomb shelter. But she just believed the word, and she's going to take a nap. The bombs can fall. I don't care. They ain't going to fall on me. Come on. We need that assurance. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A thousand will fall at your right hand. Remember Psalms 91? Come on. Glory to God. (laughs) If I I could preach all day just on this one mess, uh, it's so powerful to get this. The passion to And everything I've taught you is so, so that the peace... Jesus said, which is in me will be in who? Just think the peace that's in Jesus. So I've taught you these things, so the peace that I have, the same peace will be in you, no matter what the turbulence looks like. Hallelujah. Now, a few days ago, I was listening to a servant of God who had had a dream 
about the end times, about the tribulation period, about the catching up of the church. And he was sharing in graphic details what the Lord had shown him. And during this, this period of time, Jesus was actually standing right next to him on his side. And he was getting an overview of the rapture of the church, catching away, the tribulation period, and then the end time harvest that's going to come on the earth before they're catching away. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming back for those who are watching and waiting that are looking for his coming. But what caught my, he, he expressed such detail what he saw and he tried to put it in his own words. He said when the church was caught up, the Christians, the true believers that have Jesus in their heart, Amen. There is a fragment of the church that worships God with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. I'm talking about people that are on fire. Hallelujah for God. Are passionate for Jesus. He said when the, when the body of Christ, millions and millions and millions, think about this, all over, all over the earth, disappear. And he said the funniest thing, and, and, and this dream was going back uh, 2014 when he had it. And he was just released it in 2021. He said they're going to brainwash humanity that when the church is taken out of the earth, it's going to be called an alien abduction. What were they just talking about in Congress this week? UFOs. And he says, the closer it gets to the end, you're going to hear more and more about aliens and this and that. And so when, when the son of perdition, the Antichrist, comes on the scene, he'll have a reason because the world will be wondering why is all of this happening? Why are there so many people gone and missing? And they'll say, aliens. <laughs> Can't believe it. Need a movie. Glory to God. But the part I want to get to is that he said when, when, when the church was taken up, it's like a vacuum in the twinkling of an eye. How fast can you blink your eye? Twinkling of an eye. We'll be gone. Oh, hallelujah. Graves are going to open up. Those who are dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain will meet them in the earth. But he said, the thing that's going to happen when the church is taken out is going to be a vacuum. All the peace that's in the world is going to be whew, taken out. Why? Because the peace that was in Jesus was given to us, the church. And when we are taking out, can you imagine a world without peace? We think it's bad now. Zero peace. Such turbulence is going to hit this earth because prayer will be taken out. The worst of the worst will come out of humanity at that time. 
And he says one thing that's going to make the, the Antichrist popular is that when he comes on the scene, he's going to, his persona, as they view him on the televisions and, 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 and the, there'll be big buildings with, with LED screens and stuff like we have now, that when he comes out and the whole world begins to worship him, there'll be a counterfeit peace. And the people will be drawn to him because of peace. But you and I this morning, we have the Prince of Peace living on the inside of us. And the thing is, we don't recognize that. We don't take into our thinking and our meditation that that I don't have to live through turmoil. I don't have to be overcome with grief. I don't have to be overcome with all of these things because Jesus said the same peace which is in me will be in you and I will give you great confidence as you, what, rest in me. For in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows. But you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. Amen. He said, for I have conquered the world. And in 2 Thessalonians 3.16, in the Passion Translation, it says this. Now may the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, pour into you his peace in every circumstances and in every possible way. The Lord's tangible presence be with you all. People, this is what we've been talking about. This is what the youth caught down at the fire conference. There is a tangible presence of the Lord that we are going to need in these last days. Amen? To survive what's coming. And yes, the church, I believe, uh, you know, I'm a pre-trib. I believe Jesus is coming back for us before the tribulation. There's others that don't, but they can go through it. They can catch up with us later. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. But the Apostle Paul, the Gospels all through the New Testament, he talks about peace. He talks about the presence of the Lord. Now let's read that scripture again. Now may the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, pour into you. Pour into you. How does that happen? That kind of goes along with be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Experiencing the presence of the Lord on a daily basis. I found this on the web. Grace in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Siri found this on, I wonder why she says about the presence of the Lord. 
10 things you should know about the presence of God. 25 verses about the presence. Man, that's good. I'll have to share that in the second service. Okay, just kidding. (laughs) How many of you Siri butts in when she doesn't need to? Come on now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's get back to this. Sometimes I think she's possessed. The Lord our peace being saturated with the Holy Spirit and power. The fire of God, the anointing of God. Whatever you want to call it, not just a mental assenting to what the Bible says or Christianity. A lot of people say, well, I'm a Christian. No, I'm talking about passionately loving the Lord and serving the Lord. People that are God-minded, Jesus-minded, Holy Spirit-minded, He's offering the tangible presence of the Lord which will bring peace in every circumstance of your life. Amen? But also, at the same time, it is Satan's number one strategy to disrupt your peace. Amen? Well, how can that happen? To get our mind and our heart away from, the, from God and from spiritual things. See, we're in this world, but we're not of the world, and we need to understand how we can unplug from the world and stay plugged into Jesus. Amen. That is so important, and that's a decision that We have to make minute by minute. Well, something hits. All of a sudden, my emotions are attacked. I begin to think negative thoughts. I have a choice then to decide, am I going to follow that way of thinking or am I going to turn to Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, and take a nap? Just kidding. Come on. So this is why so many people are depressed. Because they give way to their emotions. They give way to their their, their feelings. They're feeling driven. And they open themselves up to the enemy. And most of the time they... They move away from that which can liberate them. They move away from the Bible. They move away from church. They, they isolate themselves. They, they, they turn to other things to, the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Make the pain less. Come on, there's many things that we can talk about. Let me give you the definition of depression. It's a mood disorder characterized by 
the ability to feel pleasure. Extreme sadness, poor concentration, sleep problems, loss of appetite, and feelings of guilt, helplessness, and hopelessness. Now never should an on-fire, spirit-filled child of God ever get into that position. But we do. Come on now. Why? Because, again, the number one strategy for the enemy is to is sidetrack, to, to blindside, just, just come with something that will knock us off our feet and get us over into feelings and emotions and so on and so forth so that we can get our concentration off of Jesus. The Bible says in Psalms that I will give you perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Come on now. I will, actually, that's Isaiah 26.3. He will give us perfect peace if our focus stays on him. That's what the word of God says. All right. So depression is the number one health problem in the world today. One out of nine people are on some type of medication for depression. One out of five people have been on some medication at one time or another. Right now, depression meds are going up 300% and increasing. Now, how many of you know that there are dispensaries for marijuana opening up everywhere? Come on now. Now, now we talk to medical doctors about that. In fact, our, our daughter takes something to help relieve her muscle tone. Not marijuana, but CBD and so on and so forth. Now, there's a stigma, but there are so many people that are turning to this to help them cope with life. They've made it legal. It's so easy now. You can go in. You're not breaking the law. You can, you know, whatever. And for the most part, it's accepted by society right now. So we, we can get our fix other than the Bible. But you and I who are Christians, we need to understand that we've got to run to God first. <laughs> How many of you are going to take your physicals and they give you a piece of paper to fill out? You know what I write on the top? It's none of your business. Come on now. Well, is this in your family? Is that in your family? Are you depressed? Are you have a loss of appetite? You can tell I don't have that. <laughs> Are you suicidal? Are you this? And just all kinds of stupid. I said, none of your business. If I have an issue, I go to Jesus. 
Hallelujah. I go to the word first. Amen. And I'm not saying, you know, there, now, now there, there's a stigma with mental illness. How many of you know that there's not any difference between physical illness and mental illness? How many of you know it's all caused by the devil? Amen? Jesus went to the cross. He took the wounds on his body for, and, and remember the crown of thorns in his head? All, he shed his blood so that we could be free from mental disease, from physical disease, from every illness. And, but, but again, we've got to focus on Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And see, whatever you're going through today, if you're out there, I'm not putting the blame on you. I'm not getting on you. And that whatever you're going through is not your identity. That's not you. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not who you are. Depression is not who you are. You are an overcomer. And there's freedom for you today. Hallelujah. Praise God. In fact, <laughs> hey, come on. We are a hospital. None of us are perfect. That's why we all need Jesus. And it's funny, we look at James and a lot of good scriptures there, but James 5.16, sometimes we, we, we want to ignore this portion of scripture, but he put this in here for a purpose. Confess one another, therefore your faults. Why? So we can lift up one another and pray for one another. Well, I wouldn't dare tell. Now, the church I grew up in, you wouldn't tell anything about anybody, right? You know, you just shut up. Amen? A lot of you, how many of you know that song, Heard It on the Grapevine? That was my church growing up. Heard it on the grapevine. Yeah. Well, so-and-so has this problem. Let's pray for them. And then as it goes down the line, you know, how many of you play that game? You tell somebody, whisper, and it goes around the line, and totally different conversation when it reaches back to you. That's what you call busybodies. That's what you call gossip. Amen. How many of you know it hasn't been, it, the church should be a healing center where we don't judge anybody because we all have faults. Amen. And, and a lot of people don't like to go there because, again, confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that what? That you may be healed and restored. Now, look at this. To a spiritual tone of mind and heart. In fact, the Bible says, you who are spiritual... You have the ministry of restoring. Amen. So if somebody comes into the church and you might be here this morning and you're going through things and you're depressed and but I can't share that with anybody because they're going to look down on me and so on and so forth. No, we're here to get you out of that position. Amen. We're here to lay your case before heaven, glory to God, and get you free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Some of us need to be restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Glory to God. And then it goes on to earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. 
dynamic in its working. We are to bear one another's burdens. It says that we are righteous. The fervent prayer, praying for one another, bearing. Read the New Testament, the epistles. The Apostle Paul is always encouraging the church to have the same care for one another, to love one another, and so on and so forth. There are times when uh, unsurmountable things happen to individuals in the church, uh, death of a loved one, or uh, just, uh, you know, whatever could happen, a diagnosis of a disease, or, or, you know, things that gets us backed up against the wall, and that's when we need our brothers and sisters. Amen? Now, ultimately, Jesus said, my peace will be in you. But again, if we come under a heavy artillery attack from the enemy, we should also be able, and, and, and this was a problem in word of faith years ago. We were so dogmatic about, I'm not going to confess anything. What did it just say there? Confess your faults to one another. <gasps> I'm confessing that I'm healed. Don't, you know, whatever. I was like that when I, when I just got into understanding faith. You know, I had problems in my body. I had lived with my aunt and uncle. They were pastors. I was a sister pastor there. I had pleurisy in my back and so on and so forth. And, and, and I just got the revelation that he bore my sickness and carried my pains and so on and so forth. And, and I said, you know, I heard a, a teaching that James chapter 5, 14 and 15 were for baby Christians. And I said, bless God, I'm not going to call for the elders of the church. You know, my aunt and uncle were elders. They were pastors. And, and she came to me, Ed, do you want to pray? No, I don't want you to pray for me. Bless God, I'm a faith giant. I'm going to get this thing myself. I am healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just leave me alone. I'm going to bless I'm a man of faith and power. <laughs> Praise God. God. God honored that stupidity. <laughs> I did give my healing. Hallelujah. It's a miracle. I, mean, I went to bed and turned, you know, some of you heard that story. Just It left instantly. And we could elevate ourselves to that as we grow in the things of God. But on the other hand, we, not, we need to be open to praying for one another. And, and if there's something that we're going through that we can't handle ourselves, it's okay. Say it's okay. That's why we are a body. Amen? And the Apostle Paul talked about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That, you know, you can't say... Uh, uh, that to an eye we have no need of you or to your little toe we have no need of you because we are all we make up the entire body of Christ if it was one person's weak then all of us are weak amen so what I'm saying this morning this kind of introduction I haven't gotten too far but I want you to know that it's okay and, and whatever you're going through is not really you amen you are a child of the living God. And sometimes what we need is somebody to tell us, come on, let's get back into the ranks. Let's get back into the word. Let's get back into confessing what God is to you and through you. Let's get back to operating in the God kind of peace. Amen. In the God kind of faith, calling those things to be not as though they are instead of calling things that are 
as though they are. Amen. Glory to God. Well, I'm out of time. Oh, well. This helped you today? Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Come on, lift up your hands. Father, I pray for this congregation right now. And Lord, there are those that are going through things, and we are not to judge one another. We are to love one another. Love covers a multitude of sins or shortcomings or mistakes. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace, and that your peace will manifest itself in our minds and our hearts today. That peace that passeth all understanding. Peace of God. It says that the peace of God will mount guard over our hearts and our minds. And in this turbulent world that we live in, we need to be closer to you than ever before, Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Not turning to this way or that way, but running to the cross. You know, the cross will fix anything. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary, it's the blood. It's the blood. Speak the blood over your minds today in the name of Jesus. I take authority over demonic powers and forces of darkness that would try to bring you in and pull you in to negativity and to depression and oppression. In Jesus' name, right now. And we give you praise for it. We give you praise for it right now. 